Welcome everyone to put it all on a table where where real queens talk. That is tongue tie. Um, today we are going to talk about mental health um, awareness and the barriers to receiving mental health services uh, for people in the community. So I am Raynisha Williams. I am the social advocate. I'm Jay. I'm Jay with the ish. I'm Jackie, the wellness advocate. And I'm Roberta, the tool lady. And welcome. Yes. Welcome. So, I'm so happy to be here again with you guys on this beautiful Monday. It's been rainy though, but the sun's starting yes. to come out right now. So I can really appreciate this rain because all week has been like, what, 100 degrees? Oh, girl, Close tell to. me, yeah, yeah. I was gonna snatch. Yes. I done snatched my wig off so many times. Hey, <laughs> that's why I'm wrapped up. Okay, okay. don't have to snatch it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one of the first barriers that I want to discuss is the lack of awareness. There's a lot of people um, in the community, especially when we talk about. Uh, Black people and other people of color who just totally have a, a very low understanding of mental health, um, what it is, what it means, what, how to get help, how to identify when you have mental issues, or even just that you don't have to have mental issues to get therapy. Like therapy is just good to just give you more tools to maneuver through life. Because um, life gone life, and it's been life for me yes. this week. Not life. Really, life. Actually, life's been life for me for like two months, maybe three. And yes, I go to therapy, so I can't, I practice what I preach, okay? So I know for me, in my experience growing up, I always heard like therapy is white people stuff. No white people stuff. That's what I was told. And it it was almost as if black people kind of had this notion that we can get through anything and everything on our own because we always have, we come from this, we come from that, we come from the struggle, we've had at the hardest in the United States, blah, 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 blah. Um, and we think we can just take it and we can't, I mean, we're human, you know, um, a lot of us struggle in a lot of ways and it's so normalized to struggle in the ways that we struggle. A lot of us just don't realize that we need help. Um, so Jackie, what's your experience? Um, same, uh, it is more so like keep going you got this you're fine nothing's wrong you you have to keep going you're a mom or you your wife you have to keep going um and even so like you know with the wellness part let me just take some time for myself some me time that's looked down upon well you're a mom you 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 shouldn't put yourself you know you have to worry about your kids your kids come first before you do and you know that shouldn't be the case and that's not what should be told to moms you know because we we also have things that we're going through Mm -hmm. um like you like you said life be lifing um and sometimes it's 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 not as easy as just saying okay i'm just gonna push through it i'm just gonna push through it no you have to take time for yourself um to even reflect on what it is why is it that i'm feeling like this Am I overworked? If I am I overwhelmed? You know, am I trying to do too much at one time? Um, do I need to take a step back? So um, me, me as well. I also uh, do therapy. I've been doing therapy for probably about two months or so now, and I can definitely say that it helps a lot. It yeah. helps, you know, having someone from the outside perspective you know, and give you those tools and say, well, what if we try this? Mm-hmm. And then if that doesn't work, well, we'll try this, mm-hmm. you know? So, and there's no right or wrong answer either when you're there with your therapist. So it really does help um, just to be there to just kind of like word vomit it out, right? Just let everything out. Mm-hmm. What's it's going safe on. Space. It's a safe space. It, it is, it is a very safe space, but definitely in the Hispanic community, is um they say echale ganas which means just keep going and it's and it's like yes i can keep going but also i have to be real and i have to realize that yeah. it's something more going on 
than just you know, not even just that. It's also the fact that I don't have to do this on my own. Like I don't have yes. to. I shouldn't have to. And I'm glad you touched on the mother aspect because I don't have kids. Y'all know that. But I've been told like I don't. Someone has told me. I'm gonna say who was. I don't know who's watching. But I'm gonna say. <laughs> Someone told me, like, I don't think you should have kids because you like to take care of yourself too much. You like to get your nails done. You like to get your hair done. You like to get your feet done. You like to go here. You like to go there. And I'm like, am I not supposed to as a mother? Do you not deserve those things? You when still can. You still mother? can do that. Yeah. So I, I, it's just so many different layers to it um, that I think all play into mental health. Roberta, how about you? What's your experience? Uh, I agree. Uh, being African American, uh, we are told we're strong. Uh, we're told to feel guilty for things, uh, self care, like you just said. Uh, if we take care of ourselves, uh, then we're selfish, or uh, we're you know we're putting our kids second. Which that, that's not the the deal. The deal is we have to take care of ourselves first. So mm -hmm. I I believe I I agree with you. Uh, the other barrier is, you know, who haven't heard you crazy and not yeah. doing it in a funny way, right? And you're like, wow, because I'm struggling with some mental illnesses or my mental health, you know, it may be this anxiety. It may just be uncomfortable with a crowd, but I got to be crazy, you know? So it's so many, so much stigma. Uh, for me, myself, I just get tired of being strong. To be honest yes, with you, I uh, have built up some resentment of people of being strong. Because I'm human. And like you say, life can be nice. So I appreciate it. Me? Mm -hmm. Me. Me drink. Okay. <laughs> okay. Me too. Cheers. Well, cheers. Okay. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, me, that sounds good and all, y'all. But I don't go to therapy. I don't do, I'm just like people out there. Like, I'm not about to have nobody come here and tell me what to do, even though that's my field. But um, I don't know. I think when you, I'm the type of person that I always been the strong person. Um, on both sides of my family. I feel like I'm the only I'm the only person that kind of like put it together. I'm where everybody can call on and things like that. So I me honestly, I really don't have nobody to um call on. Which is why you should get there. Yeah. But the thing is is that I do agree with therapy. I, I do believe that everybody should have a therapy but uh, a therapist but I feel like from like um, the viewers out there, I think they, I honestly feel like that. I rather for, okay, I'm gonna tell you <laughs> that my my mother or my friend or my cousin, I should be able to count on them because they know me well. Then going to a stranger and for that stranger to tell me how to solve my problems. Well, that's you know? why they're the professional. They're trained in it. Your friend and your cousin are not. Okay. They just like you trained in yours, you help these people because mm -hmm. they friend and their cousin can't help them out the way you can because you're educated, you have the experience, and you have the tools and the resources. Okay. But then you also got to look at it like, okay, do I really want to lay on the table and tell these people my business? You don't have to. Or, but what, what what's the point of um? You, me and that's why you couch? should go because your therapist gonna tell you you can get as deep as you want mm -hmm. when, as when, at whatever level that you're comfortable at. And if you okay. get to a comfortable enough level, you can really you don't have to work on all your childhood trauma and all the crazy stuff you've been mm -hmm. through. You can literally just go in there and be like, hey, life been life, and so I just need some extra tools or some extra support because i know us as, as what we do mental health professionals we do have the tools but it's a little bit harder from my experience at least to use the tools that i encourage or teach my clients to use because mm -hmm. i'm emotionally distressed i'm struggling so it's hard for me to make myself get up and use these tools you know what i'm saying and me personally i struggle with depression real bad so i need a lot of accountability so i feel like my therapist is I'm spending my money, right? So I ain't got no choice, right. and she really holds me accountable. I encourage you to do that. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm going to agree. It's it's the accountability part um, for me as well. Um, I suffer real bad with depression and anxiety, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be real and say that I've been recently struggling again, lack having lack of motivation to do anything, to even just simply get off the bed in the mornings. So it is it's something real hard to live with, and you have to know what tools you know can I use and the therapist they provide you those different tools and practicing mindfulness or just moments of you know to myself to kind of work through what is going on um but you know and I'm gonna say something you know with I think I heard it twice you know I, I have to be strong um for my family, I had to be strong, you know, for for everyone else. But it's just like it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be strong, all, the strong one all the time either, because you're taking all the load, and you have to realize that that really does take a mental toll on you, worrying about everyone else and trying to be strong for them. And I can't, I can't uh, feel sad or I can't feel overwhelmed because I got people rely on me. But yes, you can. You can feel like that. And you have to allow yourself to mm-hmm. feel what you're feeling and give your allow yourself the grace as well to say, I am not okay. And I have to work through this, you know. So that's why the therapist is there because you can talk to your friends and your family, but at the same time, they may give you contradictory, you know, advice. They may give you what works for them, not necessarily what will work for you. So I, I really, I'm the type of person that, yes, I'll come to my friend, I'll say, hey, I'm feeling like this. Or sometimes, honestly, no one will know what's going on with me. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks everything is okay, that I'm fine. You know, oh, she's happy. She's posting pictures. She's doing this. Nothing's wrong. But in my wedding in April 2021, I was depressed. Literally, yeah. I was very depressed, and um, but I had a smile on my face the whole time. No one would have ever known. But I just want to let you guys know I'm not um, against a therapist. Oh yeah, we know. Um, yeah. Okay. But I, I can kind of feel you too because yeah. even with me being a mental health professional for five years and took six years to get my degree, I was hella nervous. Right. Get going to therapy for the first time. I'm I'm even second guessing. Like, dang, do I really need to do this? Like, what's gonna happen? I think more or less for me, I was afraid to go through the emotions, like having to actually sit down and face my emotions and deal with yes. my problems. I am very avoiding. A hundred percent avoiding. I think with me, it's just more so the lifestyle, how busy I am. Not 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 having a time to worry about self because it's so much stuff we got to also understand it's people out in this world that have so much going on that they really can't focus on self so how can i get so the therapist is the main goal but how can i take them baby steps to reach my goal how can i say okay because sometimes people can't even get out of bed it's times where i don't got out the bed and i'm like oh my god I'm already down. Why am I down? Mm-hmm. And the day haven't even got started. Yes. Because it's so right. much stuff that people go through mm-hmm. that day before, last week. And they it's so much last barrier week. that they put on themselves to the point that, hey, you want me to drive to therapist or get on a Zoom call? I can't even get up out of my bed. So what some tools that we can take where I can at least get out of my bed and brush my teeth? Oh, wash my <laughs> where's our buzzing for these cousins you know or i can't go you know you know so um we need to <laughs> first you know what i'm saying before we could just say the therapy you know no I so but you can lay in the bed and get on a Zoom call. Come on, Roberta. Come on, give me the tools where I need to get up, shake my, wash my, you know. <laughs> well, for one, I I agree with I agree with all of you guys. We all got a different view at it. Uh, but I, I just want to back up just a little bit before I answer your question. Uh, with the family thing, see, the worst thing you can do is tell a family member something that you don't want to hear again. 
and you hear it on Thanksgiving or Christmas or when you really, you know, you really ain't feeling it. So that's the safety zone of getting somebody outside your family. You, know, you better so lay it on the table. Family, you don't I'm mean no harm. Hey. I'm talking to somebody from a non But we're family. still. Sometimes family don't hold us accountable like we need to. Okay, because Thanksgiving is going that's on. That's right. <laughs> Okay, see, <laughs> and it'll go down. Hey, and right. they'll take the pot of chitlins with them. You heard me, <laughs> okay? And leave the my food. The part is uh, practicing affirmations in the mood. Part you are, you know, That's you are right. worthy. Just practicing that every morning. When I get up, I do it. I I have to mm -hmm. because I have to center myself. So affirmations, get you some affirmations and hit your goals. Like you say, you uh, get, get you some goals that match that. You know, I'm successful. That's right. right. You know, to know this is absolutely not my best day. So uh, like Renisha uh, was saying, you know, I got my emotions. So we got to be aware of our emotions. So many people hide them, but it's real. And we're human, so we got emotions. So even if we are trying to hide them, we're just keeping them inside, which what happens to things that are inside of you? They explode, ladies. Mm -hmm. So I think affirmations, knowing, having a goal, setting boundaries, having a balance, all of those things can start you on the right path. Uh, but and then the last thing uh, about us all, we do help so many people and we hear so many stories. So secondary trauma is real, ladies. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have to be aware of that, too, because sometimes it's just not our our family or our stuff. It's mm -hmm. the other people's stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I took someone to work with me one time. And once we got off of work, she shadowed. day and she wanted witness so much in one day yeah so we 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 absorb all that and like jay said if, you know women we are with that calling we don't even pay attention to it but we do have to because we got to care for ourselves first and you have to do it for yourself before you do it all for right Renisha, i'm gonna hand it back to you Yes, you have to do it for yourself before you can do it for other people, right. especially in the line of work that we do. Like Roberta, you like you just said, it's mentally taxing. And I think we've all been doing it for so long. We just used to it. We're used to it, not realizing how heavy it is for us on the daily, not realizing how hard it is or how much it's like me. I didn't realize for a long time how much it was contributing to my depression until I took a break. And I was like, Hey, ever since I've been off this job, I've kind of been feeling a little bit better. Right. So just taking care of self first so that we can pour into our clients <laughs> around us, too. <laughs> right. Can make a And I like what you said, about Or someone else said something about stuff that family can't do for us. I feel like the what I like the most about therapy is this woman is coming from not only a trained and licensed viewpoint, with tools and techniques that can help me out where I really need to be helped out. She's also non-biased. She don't know nothing about me. She don't know nothing about my childhood. She don't know nothing about what I go through on a daily basis. She doesn't know any of that. So listening to her viewpoint and the things that she's telling me from a non-biased standpoint, I think really helps me better than just listening to my mom. Because she, my mom is my mom. <laughs> right. Yes. So. Right. So, right. um, I I want to, you know, you know, okay. I want to go a little deeper because I know last week we talked about relations. Mm -hmm. And um, so by, by people that's not having the tools and strategies, do you think like they become vulnerable and that's when that they kind of like accept anything and everything? In a relationship? As far as like in a relationship. Potentially. Like so, if I so if I'm not um, taking care of self or making sure that I'm okay, do you think that my relationship gonna be successful? Succeed? You gonna have some problems. Mm -hmm. You can't be a good partner if you're not even 
taking care of yourself. You have you have to do it for yourself because whatever you can't gonna spill over into your man. What I can't what why I can't do both? Well, I can't just take care of me. Because if you can't even get out the bed in the morning, okay, how you gonna show up? <laughs> how you gonna show up for your man? How are you gonna be the woman that he needs you to be for daily? But why I can't just keep hiding how I feel? Like why I have to show him what I'm dealing with? Why I just can't put it to the side and deal with it by myself? And you know, and still like, be that wife. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm Come tired. On. Come on, baby. <laughs> Come on, Jackie. What yeah, you think, Jackie? Jackie. So your question is, do you have to share what's going on with you with your partner or what was it? So basically I'm saying that, um, you know, do I have, do we, how can I put this? Like, can I, do you, do you think by me not having the tools and strategies or whatever make me vulnerable? So that's, that was a, like a statement slash question, but I was like, um, well, and then Rainisha was saying that I can't be in a relationship if basically if I'm all over the place. And then I'm like, oh, well, why I can't just hide that work on me and not show that to my spouse? You know, it's unfair to not communicate with your partner. OK, Miss Kesha, why yeah. is not unfair? But I, is it really is it really considered unfair or is just it is. really just not trying to get my husband to or my spouse too concerned while I'm juggling or but, dealing with this. But your husband, well, I always got to tell him everything. See, husband, that's why I can't get married, y'all. You crush up. I'm be single for the rest your of Your husband is because that. Don't say that. They're your partner. <laughs> so you your partner, your significant part. other, they are your, there's number one, they should be the person that you want to share everything with right and let them know that something's going on you know i feel like this um and see with my husband and i i don't even have to tell him he already knows he he can already see the signs when something's wrong so he'll kind of he'll pick up the slack you know on stuff and will be lenient and understanding and also on the flip side he won't uh, he'll also hold me accountable and be like you can't you know just sitting up and laying up in the bed is not good for you. So get off of the bed. So you have to communicate with your significant other. And to your question also, can you be, or maybe this was maybe what you're trying to ask, can you be trying to get in a relationship while you're still trying to work through stuff? I don't know. I honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure if you can get into a relationship while you're still trying to figure yourself out. I'm not, I, I've, don't know, but honestly, we all have something going on all the time. There's no person okay. that is a hundred percent okay. But he right. should be accepting me for me. So if he see me come out just swinging, you know, <laughs> that just know that's me and accept me, and then I might cry the next day. Then he might think I'm bipolar. Maybe I do need therapy. <laughs> oh, and I just okay. need therapy. Maybe I do need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> And I also want to point out that in black women, it's usually, I'm not going to say show up because I don't like that word. It's usually interpreted as uh, aggression or anger or agitation, right? Right. So, like for me, I've noticed sometimes when I'm depressed, I'm just irritable. I'm just irritable. So I'm just walking around irritable and everybody around me can tell I'm irritable or I'm displaying certain emotions. And you know, a lot of the times our emotions can be misconstrued and it's always we angry. So I think with that, that's also another good reason to let your partner know, not to say that he just think you're an angry black woman. It's just the way the world is sometimes. It's important for them to understand what's going on for you, one, so they can show up for you. Do you really think all black women angry? No, I do not. No. Hmm. I don't. I just think that's how we get interpreted a lot of the times. It's it's mistaken. Girl, have you met my more spicy? Yeah, you know, with them is spicy. With us, is angry. You know how that goes. In in turn, spicy means uh, aggressive too. Is that's what it means? You know, we're too come off too strong and things like that. So, um, but I think you you have to you. I mean, I'm married and I'm having to work through myself, right? This I'm in a healing journey. I, you know, there's there's no destination. This is a journey. It's yeah. it's always something that's gonna get 
anything can trigger me or really nothing can trigger me. It's just, you know, it goes back, you know, scientifically, it's the chemicals in your brain. Everyone's brain operates differently. Um, so it's just, you just have to work through it. Communication is key. We talked about that last week as well. You have to communicate with your significant other, of, you know, what's going on, how you're feeling. So, and like for me, so that he knows it's not him. It, you, yeah. you have done nothing to me. We're fine. I'm just going through something. And life is life. And okay. life is life. Yeah. So the other part I wanted to talk about also was the access to care. I know for a lot of us, there's a limit, especially in a lot of um, low SES or socioeconomic communities, there's a huge lack of resources available for people. And sometimes if there are, it's just too expensive. So I It's too expensive or long wait lists. Yeah, because there's one or two centers in the whole, this whole side of town. Um, yes. So that's one thing that's always been kind of concerning for me. Like myself growing up, I probably can only think of maybe one center that was probably built when I was 13. Um, I think that, that the um, the resources are out there. It is out there. I think the people don't know it's out there. Sometimes. You know, so because um, I, I know with, you know, coming into the mental health, I did not know all these resources was out there. You know, some people, you got to also understand that people sit at home and they stay in their little bubble. That's true. You know, they don't go out to community events and things like that. So it's just that more so like getting that information out there. Which is another barrier. Which is another barrier. And it also goes back to that, you know, you just got to get through it kind of thing Mm -hmm. mentality. You know, so they don't, they've never learned that you can seek help, you know, and where to seek it as well. Because it's it's out there, but it's that stigma that's aligned with if I go seek help, like, then I'm tagged with something. Then that defines me and that, you know, and then you, and when you do start or want to start the journey, you have to go into open mindset and you got to realize that whatever diagnosis it is that you get that it doesn't define you it's not who you are you know you are more than just your diagnosis and but it gives that therapist the opportunity to say okay i know that this is what's going on this is what the diagnosis is i know what tools to give you based off of your diagnosis so they know how to help you um but it really goes back to that stigma you know if i go get help what is everyone going to think? They're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to mm-hmm. think that, that that's the main thing is they're going to think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Is it that they think you crazy or they just don't feel like a therapist can help them? Both. Mm-hmm. Both. It's that fear of if I go get help, then I'm crazy. You know, I think they just I just think people don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. You know, I think I just feel like people know they they got a sense. They sense that it's a problem and something is going on. Like I can sense that, hey, I have this issue going on with me, but it's up to me to put on my big girl. Beep, <laughs> and go get help, you know, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like that. that and I feel like that is. <laughs> Certain cases, like for me, from from my experience, I didn't grow up in, in the best neighborhood. I probably grew up on the worst part of town. Mm-hmm. And how things were then, and me being younger and not being educated, a lot of us did not know something was wrong with it because it was with us because it was so normalized. So I'm thinking this mm-hmm. is just the way life is. This is just the way I'm supposed to feel. This is how we all feel. This is how we all go through it. Mm-hmm. This is normal. I ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm just getting through it and keep keeping it pushing. Um, so I think, again, that stigma and that lack of education can kind of just tell people, like, when my grandma died, I'm sure I was depressed. But looking back, I don't think I realized I was depressed. Looking at my symptoms and how I maneuvered life, I'm pretty sure I was. But at the time... I'm just like, oh, this is normal. This is just how I feel. I'm just sad about it a little bit, but I'm okay. I wasn't okay. I wasn't okay at all. 
I'm in school for a month. <coughs> I was not okay. Right. So, Roberta, did you have the tools, lady? Did you have anything? Can I interject? Yes. I did, I did before we go farther. Uh, here in Texas, I know that we have NIPA, NTBA. Uh, I tell people to be honest when you give them a call. They're very resourceful. They're resourceful about getting you off the streets, uh, getting you into place, you know, getting you into housing. Mm -hmm. uh, they're resourceful about getting you treatment, medication, even in inpatient medication. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I thought it was, you know, I'm not from Texas and moving to Texas. I thought that was a plus here because I am from a state where you got to have the money or mm -hmm. uh, you got to have some type of other leeway to actually get treatment. But here in right. Texas, you get grade A treatment um, mm -hmm. and the state will pay for it. And that's right. one of the agencies they do a lot of, uh, uh, going into what Jay said. You got to be you got to be open to it. You know, you just got to tell the truth. Right. And uh, the last thing is what you were saying. I was thinking about it. The generational. Some of us got generational things going on, and just because our family agreed with it and allowed it, but we mm -hmm. never did anything about it. So now here we are faced with the same thing. So that's why it's not a good reference because they didn't know what to do with it. You know, it, some people even hid, you know, the elderly or the mental ill in the home, in their home, in a locked door, in a locked room. Yeah. That's how people dealt yeah, with sorry. it when I was a kid. Because they didn't want people outside knowing about it. Mm -hmm. So yes, um, we, so that, we do need to be more open to changing yes. and challenging how we used to do things. Yes. yes. So the next thing I wanted to touch on was um, you guys, I guess, opinions or thoughts or whatever, or just discuss um, how there's a lack of cultural competent care. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know like um, we can just be honest and say the mental health field is, is predominantly white agencies. That's just the way it's always gone for the reason, many reasons that we've discussed here since we've been live. Um, so I I personally feel like um, me as a black American, it might not be that difficult to find um, a therapist that's competent in my culture or my experiences in the world, um, but it might be a little bit more difficult for somebody who might be like, uh, maybe like, a, maybe even religious, like Muslim or somebody that's from the, a whole nother side of the world where a lot of us here in the Western culture aren't very competent in their culture and the way things are. Because um, it is important to understand cultures when it comes to providing people therapy. Why is that important? Well, because you got to understand at least a little bit about the person or what they go through or the their belief system. Culture or the person? Both, because the culture affects the person. Like me and you are going to be totally different from somebody in India or somebody from Jordan okay. or somebody from China. Girl, I got three different personalities, so I don't know. No, but I can't say that. So, Jackie, come on, chime in for me, sis. Um, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Cultural competency has to it plays a lot. Um, like for myself, my I, my therapist she's Hispanic, so she can relate when I'm talking to her. She can relate to things, yeah, and say yes. I know. Um, in our culture, you know, we are seen as we have to be the caregiver. We have to be at all, and we have to be okay. And you know, she she can bring it from that perspective. She knows where I'm coming from because we grew up, you know, in the same you know, kind of in the same environment, right? Um, so it, it does play a lot. And also, if, like, if I were to, if it was a different race, I mean, they really wouldn't be able to um, comprehend maybe the struggle of saying, well, I, you know, it's it's not okay for me to just leave the dishes um, because that's so just not what you do. I'm not trying to cut you off. So basically what y'all trying to tell me is that I need to get somebody my my same race. I mean if that's in order important for to me you. to if that's if it's important to you. 
on a deeper level, yes, because think about it. A white woman can't understand the things that you how face. How do you know that? Because she she's white. She don't experience what you're But she probably have. You know how many How's she going to experience something from a black woman if she ain't black? She don't get treated like you get treated. She don't go through the same things. You don't but she through. might go through the same stuff I don't went through, but she just white. So but she probably not. grew up. She probably grew up from the hood just like her, 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 my, I, but even if she did, she grew up white in the hood, not black. So her experience is so different. Well, I'll be damned. It's true. Just right. like me and Jackie. Me and Jackie might have wrote Jackie from Oak Cliff. But her experience yeah. is probably a little bit different than the average person that grew up in Oak Cliff. Because it, it fucking sucks. Like, excuse my language. Yeah. It's shitty as hell. <laughs> but that's just the way things are. Like, when I talk to my therapist and I talk about the things or, like, you know, because our experiences in the world based on who we are have a huge effect on the type of person that we become so when i talk about those issues that i have like we talked before the superwoman syndrome being black and being super strong all the time and how we're talking about now even in the hispanic community like but there's still differences and that's okay it's okay okay you can baby i I folded up my cape (laughs) you can continue i'm sorry oh i just no, yeah, no, I would, yeah, I was just. I just said I folded up my tape. <laughs> That's all I said. I gave my tape away. Yeah, no, it it does play a lot into it. Um, it that having someone from the same background as you really does bring um their advice. And maybe it's more. I take the advice. I'm more susceptible to take the taking the advice too, yeah. perhaps. Mm-hmm. um as well and um but i know that when i was searching i was like i want a hispanic therapist not that and that's not saying that a black therapist or white therapist would not be able to help me but it's just i wanted someone to know where i'm coming from that can mm-hmm. relate okay. that can relate to some degree because even then being within the same culture you still can have different experiences you know, there's Hispanics that do grow up in high class neighborhoods. Um, I grew up in a, you know, middle, low middle class neighborhood. I grew up, if anyone knows Oak Cliff, near Winwood Village. So, um, you know, I, I grew up in, you know, in parts where, where, oh, no, that's not a bad part. The bad part in Oak Cliff, supposedly, is South Oak Cliff. And it's like, so, you know, it's just, it. It, it 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 plays and it does, it is important um, for the therapist to have that knowledge and understanding of your culture. Exactly. They share Some it grew up in black houses. Yes, Afro Latino, absolutely. You call them Afro, what? And they Afro Afro Latino. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Afro Latino. I'll be doing my homework, baby. Trust me. Well, tell me, Afro Latino. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, Afro Latino. Afro Latinos are are Hispanics are mixed basically, uh, but you also have Afro Latinos like you have the Dominicans and Puerto Ricans. Some are Afro Latinos because they have like the hair texture, the skin color, and there's a in every country Hispanic country there are um, individuals that look mixed, but no, they're from over there. They're, mm-hmm. Those are Afro Latinos. And the the Afro Latinos that you may have here that probably born here and have a maybe one black parent and one Hispanic parent, um, they I think they tend to suffer. And I think maybe maybe it, um, well I know for mine because I had some cousins that are mixed. Um, they tend to suffer from like, well I'm not not I'm neither there or here. Right. That's understandable, Roberta. From shaming, from being shamed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just said from being shamed. From being shamed, you know, we can get whitewashed some kind of way. Um, but you know what I'd like to say, too, with our culture? All of us are not the same. You know, even if we're all black, uh, if, if we're all met, we don't do the same thing in the house uh, to kind of go mm-hmm. to what Jay was saying. Uh, I may run my household totally different than you guys run your household and that's my culture, you know. So our cultures are even more micro than what we think. Yeah. Because just because you might do something, and that's what your culture do, it, it may not, you know. Because I get people, can you sing? No. 
Do you play the piano? Everybody think all black people can no. sing. <laughs> can you chicken? Sometimes okay, it depends on how I feel. You know, but that's not my Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So we are all different. And, and yeah. I think uh, it, it is different when it is it it is takes the understanding of that caregiver or that therapist or clinician to understand that. Yes. To be aware of that. Yes. We are all different. You can't expect one, you know, and like Jay was saying, for us to be angry. So can I just say she angry because she might not be. Because uh, yeah. we all are different people, you know. Yeah. So yes. yes. All right, I'm gonna add it back to you, Miss Felicia. Okay. Thank you. I mean, those were the main points that I had. Do we have a? Is it time for a? Um, do we have a, a letter today, or do we miss out on one? Let me see, y'all. Well, how y'all day going? How's everybody? Oh, y'all know I'm going to Cancun tomorrow. What? So. What? Yeah. Oh, take me Ooh. with you. Enjoy. <laughs> I was just telling today, my right. son today. Like, Enjoy. Yes. I was like, I've been struggling. I need a vacation. I need to just check out mentally and just enjoy the beach. Yes. That's really what I need. Definitely okay. doing that is that, that me time, okay. that self-care time, pouring into myself so I can pour into others. Yes. Okay, so um, I before my phone went dead, I was reading one, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I believe her name was Ashley. Um, she was just basically saying that um, she feel like she like I was saying like um, she busy. She really don't have time for a therapist, and she really don't have time to revisit her damage. Like she said, she already don't move past it. That she don't want to relive it. She just wanna like move forward mm-hmm. but the thing is is that like she breaks down she mm-hmm. clash and all of that but she's saying that um she's breaking down because of the situation that has happened right in front of her mm-hmm. so for example um you know she probably been through i'm oh see someone said she moved past it but how she healed i was about to say past it, but she didn't deal with it she didn't for example, like, um, and I'll, I'll just throw that, throw this out there. For example, like if somebody in a past, like been through domestic violence, so mm-hmm. now they married and all of a sudden they spouse, they never heard they spouse yell before. And all of a sudden he like, you sit your feet, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and she just flash out. She crashed. But mm-hmm. with her, she said that I only crashed and flashed out on him because he was yelling at me but mm-hmm. was you really clashing out because he was yelling at you or is it deeper deeper than that yeah. like did you because of your previous experience from that domestic violence you thought he was gonna slap the <gasps> come on she could be bringing baggage into a new relationship exactly okay. and that speaks to what yeah, you were exactly. talking about earlier yeah so like that's why i was saying like is it healthy for for me to go into a relationship and I know I have issues mm. but can I really do I want to really lose out on that opportunity or that good man all because I have some issues or do I really believe that I can really just push it a little to the side deal with it myself and then try to get it toxic <laughs> let me let me oh who's toxic okay <laughs> I think you can do I think you can do like you said, as long as she communicates yeah. with her partner and she's she seeks the help because obviously, like like we all agreed, she she's probably just suppressed it. Right. She's let it go. She's accepted the fact that it happened, but she hasn't really healed from it. And I hate to use that word, but she probably hasn't healed from it or dealt with the trauma. But but. Would he really judge me? Like I come and I no, tell no. you, you know, I don't been in situation where my the partner that I'm with, he's see that's the reason why that last. Oh no, that ain't the right one. I, that's the reason why that last one left you. You know, so like that's what a lot of times. A lot of times, people feel 
take accountability and fix this. You should take accountability and fix it because a lot of times people don't want to tell their future spouse because they don't want to bring it up, mm -hmm. like in an argument. What like, is it? You know, is it oversharing? Huh? Oversharing? Oh, but I thought it's it's is I thought it's, no is it it's oversharing. I thought it was no such thing as oversharing in a relationship. You're supposed to tell all your business was all up under them, you know, and up under them. Girl. You know, Beep. I don't think it's oversharing. <laughs> no, man. Uh, you just said no, I need to put all my business out there. In the podcast, we put it on. Yeah, yeah. but if, Girl, you know, know one, you gotta be in a relationship. So if, if that if that person's in a relationship, you said is she in a relationship? Is the person <laughs> in a relationship? Is she? I don't no, know. No, I just said you gotta be in the relationship. You can't. Yeah, you can't just meet a person and say this is a relationship. You know what I'm saying? You gotta that's gotta be gotta a, to a phase, a, a process before you mm -hmm. even can get to that time where that person where you can, you know, okay, this might have happened, this happened until you can get that person that part, you know, because some people aren't even they're not even deserving to even hear it really, and it's mm -hmm. oversharing. Yeah, but just to that. So I'm just asking, like, you know, we're at in the in the relationship. If I cry with you, and I'm open, then we in a relationship too. Like we 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 love each other. You know, we situationships are at all time high. That is very true. I don't share any of that until I know for sure. I don't share any of that until I can tell 100% that this is not a situation ship and we're actually going to go somewhere and you're serious about me. Up until then, mm -hmm. I might share here and there just so you can understand me at least at a surface level. But once we agree that, okay, this is getting serious, we want to move to the next step, then I'll probably start opening up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I got a hand clap. Oh, she's so cute. Right? I got a hand clap. She's cute. She cute or whatever. Okay. <laughs> Jackie, you want to chime yes. in? Um, I, I think like we said, she has to. She may have moved past it, but she's she's got it. Obviously, triggered her, mm -hmm. um, because she really never tried to deal with it and um, know how to handle future situations. Even mm -hmm. he didn't mean any harm. From him, maybe they were both arguing, something happened, he screamed, and it triggered her. So um definitely could benefit from trying to find the time. I mean, you don't have to go see a therapist every week. You can see him once a month. You know, it's all it's all on your time, you know. Um, and we all know our schedules and we know when we're available and not available. And we can say, okay, on this day of this month, I'm going to dedicate for this. And it's literally like an hour. Yeah, it's only an hour, you know. Um, but definitely, you know, triggers triggers are a thing. And if you don't know how to deal with them, they can cause issues, you know, in your in your relationship, in her case, right? And depending how long they've been together, like we said, is, is she already comfortable enough to have told him that, you know, her history of... The relationship she wasn't before. Um, so <laughs> I love that song. I sing it at the top of my lungs. Okay. So, I felt yeah. it. Okay. I'm glad she wrote into us. Yeah, of course. Yes. I will reply back. Um, well, I'm pretty sure. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> and I, I'm sure that if it, if it shows up in her relationship, I'm sure it probably shows up in other relationships in her life like not just her romantic relationship but probably her friendships and other things too mm -hmm. um me um i don't know i'm a very very private person mm -hmm. and i'm very skeptical of who i tell my business to mm -hmm. i i really feel like that i really gotta be married and on some couple of years type of stuff to kind of you know state like tell that person what i've been through because people have really done been through a lot that you know kept them from coming over the edge so you also got to be mindful of who you share your business to you know what i'm saying because 
it is guys out there that say they love you and the minute that they get hurt you hurt them they like okay i'm gonna hurt you mm-hmm. like i had i was talking to this guy i promise he swore up and down we was talking for 30 years mm-hmm. you know hey, please yes let's talk about it so i'm i'm the question here let's put this on the table period okay toxic period exactly so let hear my story Y'all, I told Nisha tried to help me out, but it just didn't work. See, I was talking to him for, I I can say two months. I swear, he swore up and down that he knew me. He called, he said I was angry. He said I didn't let him talk or nothing. But he want to marry me in December. That's what he said? Girl, yes. What he said? I didn't know that. Girl, I told you. Let's get back to yeah, he said he wanted to get married in December. He literally told me he wanted to get married in December. And I'm like, okay, if I'm this, if I'm angry, I'm upset. But he don't understand that I done had three debts at the beginning of this year. So I'm not, I'm not for, he the type of he calls me on the phone and he tell me what he going through. He like, oh, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. Oh, so I kind of give my advice to him and he like, Oh, you think I'm one of your clients. Shut up, Jay. You think I'm your therapist. You my therapist. No, I just need you to just sit there and listen. Oh, well, how the hell I know that you call my phone, wake me up at my good sleep. And you want me to sit here and listen. You need to acknowledge that. You need to say that you want me to listen. But yeah, um, he he was he was crazy, y'all. So y'all gotta be mindful. These people was actually crazy and he was obsessed this man got upset with me because he didn't talk to me in three days like we was in a relationship and he was like you need to accept your accountability and i'm like what I don't, i'm not with you for me from when i saw him, yeah i mean I, i've only talked to him like twice for, for maybe an hour a piece and from what he told me and what she told me it just kind of sounds like he's just he's just desperate for love that's really what it just sounds like yeah, and he got some things he need to work through himself on why he wants love so bad. Yeah, because he um, was in a he been single for three and a half years. So of course you desperate. Of course you want that. You know, but I I can't give that to you because I just got out of relationship for three right, years. He want a double income. He want a what? Double income. That's true. Double he might income. be thirsty for some more money and somebody to help take care of him. Baby broke. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> like what? What money? He might think you got a whole lot of money. You probably got more money than he does. Baby, at he the gonna, Sure, he gonna get here and get disappointed and see how much shopping I do and how much I spend on my daughter and how much I go on trips and stuff like that. Hell, he might just leave me. So I might do need to show him what type of lifestyle I'm living. Do so the sound effects again? Oh. <laughs> So, sure, he, I might do need to call him up and say, you know what? Come take two weeks with Jay. I bet your ass get the running. Okay, girl. <laughs> I, what? I'm just... Yeah, but I think it goes back to, um, like you said, he coming to you and maybe he didn't, he wasn't soliciting, <laughs> he wasn't soliciting, he wasn't soliciting advice. He was list, He was soliciting a listening ear. So yeah. we also got to be mindful and know the other person. Um, and you know, if you know that other person well, then you know, oh, they just they just want a listening ear. So I'm just gonna sit here and listen. And sometimes for me, I um, it's just it's just in me to want to give advice. And I'll ask, I'm like, well, can I give you some advice if it's okay? If if that's fine, if you don't feel like I'm gonna step on your toes, or mm-hmm. if I don't want to come off as no the knowing knowing of all things um and the person will tell me oh yeah go ahead or they'll tell me right off the bat hey i'm coming to you because i need some advice on this this and this and this happened so i i know when to solicit advice and not solicit advice i've had to learn mm-hmm. that but and that me, i don't know advice. usually like if they're just ta- they just start off talking about it or the conversation leads into it i'll let them finish and then i'll be like okay did you want me to kind of give you advice or did you want to just you need somebody to talk to and then from there i'll just try to meet that person's needs the best that i can just because i don't know i've just noticed that that's just the type of person that i am i like to i'm just a giver i like to give people that i care about whatever 
that they need in the moment, even if that I means I have to be selfless. Right. Yeah. So I think we all are givers here. Yeah, we are. Roberta, why are you I'm, looking like that? I need to. I need to <laughs> say no. I need to learn how to say no. Mm -hmm. I need to. I have a really hard saying no. Somebody looking like you was like this. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, you're saying boundaries, Jay? Yeah, I'm looking like. Yeah, you're looking like it. Question for Jay: Do you still communicate with him, girl? Girl, that's a good question. Girl, no, he but he do call me. I I do feel because I do want him as a friend you because. Still talk to I, him? I'm starting to feel sorry for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he can't yes, yes, me. Yes, you know what? Yes. You want me one more time. Okay? Uh, but no. <laughs> I I just think, I just feel sorry for him. You know what I'm saying? Because, you for him. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then he be calling me all kind of cute and sexy and stuff. He make me feel all real good and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, so I try to keep people on my team. I mean, I try to... <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep people around me like that. You know what I'm saying? Call me beautiful. Call me sexy every day. You know what I'm saying? Tell me I'm your daddy. You know, I like <laughs> stuff like that. You know? Yeah, you what? Hilarious. You're hilarious. What? Like you? Like what? Roberta just called that. Would you like it? Yes, I'm daddy. Okay? <laughs> I am. I'm, I am. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh. All right. Well, how many minutes okay. we got? <laughs> we got three minutes. We got how many? One. This is three. Two. Three minutes. Three. Did y'all wanna? Oh, thank you. Did y'all wanna talk about another aspect? I kind of just start wrapping. What y'all think? Just I tell think me. I just want everybody a point. How can I tell people no? Like, how can I start off small? That comes with practice. <laughs> practice. Start off small. That, mm -hmm. What you say? No. <laughs> say no. Just say no. Just so say it. Gonna, hey, hey, Jay, can I have? Ooh. I say no. <laughs> for me, like, I had a hard time saying no, too, especially like family members. So, like for me, it started out as uh, avoiding no. questions, <laughs> just like, like that. And then it got to where I would say, "I wish I could," because I didn't want them to feel bad, but I can't right now. Right. Well, or, I'm gonna just use the Kevin Hart. You I like know, that. Like, I'm gonna just use the Kevin Hart. See my the way my bank account set up. It just can't transfer money. I like that. Because I like. I, I, like, I, like, I wish I could. Yeah. Right yeah. now, I can't. I and think we should practice that, and I think that should be something people take from this. I wish I could, but I can't. And uh, take away barriers. Try to make boundaries. I mean, you know, set boundaries up. Um, take time for yourself and that it's okay to not be okay. And I think that's something I tell myself that a lot. So mm -hmm. I think that's something we can practice just telling ourselves it's okay to not be okay. I don't have to be strong all the time. Okay. I'm ready. Boy, y'all cute or whatever. You know, y'all got y'all little cool. heads on straight. I like that. You know, y'all very classy. No. Cute. No, I don't. We're working through it. <laughs> yes, you do. You got well, it. Well, Roberta said words of affirmation. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah, y'all talk good. Use kind. I see y'all putting it all on the table. It's we'll okay. We put it all on the table to tonight. And tune in next week, y'all. Eight o'clock yes. sharp every Monday. Every Monday at eight. Next week, who's gonna be next week? Jackie, is it you next week? I would say Roberta, since I'm gonna be hey, Roberta, in vacation mode. I'm not gonna be worried about trying to put anything together. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> Big sis, I'm we ready for, for you. Well, I'm your girl Jay with the ish. I'm Nisha, the what am I? The social, social advocate. advocate. Jackie, the wellness advocate. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady. Peace. No, that's right. Bye, y'all. Bye,